time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the M1 Abrams tank. Yeah, I feel like my intro was a bit too smooth for the, that. I should have been more like <laughs> yeah. army mm, like sexy mm. tank. This is the sexiest tank in, in the world. Look at that it's such tank. a fine tank. You can drink some wine in this tank. Cruising down the road. Got Ooh, such a yeah. long turret. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least you're not mispronouncing it. Like, like um, we're 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 talking about um the Abrams tank because of the recent events. Um. So I, I watch British news sometimes, and they call it the Abraham's tank. And every time they do, I'm just like, oh, stop calling the Abraham's tank. It's the Abraham's tank. <laughs> they call it the Abraham's. There's no H in there. They Abraham's. call it the Abraham's. Like numerous British uh, anchors and, and people on the news call it the Abraham's tank. Well, but they also call it aluminum aluminium. So what the <laughs> hell do they know? It's not abraham it's not like abraham lincoln's tank it's a guy named abram he was a tank commander in world war ii not abram abram's tank yeah did you know he made lieutenant colonel at the age of 27 about like 10 days before his 28th birthday abrams did the world war ii tank guy yeah the tank guy commander. yep mm-hmm. lieutenant colonel in his by by the time he was 27 yep Wow. Yeah, I was reading up on him today. Uh, so he had a quite an interesting career. And that was uh, that was during World War II. So, you know, you get field promotions and shit. Yeah, you probably got a lot of experience during that time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty badass. Well, that's why they named it after him. He's badass, or he was badass mm-hmm. then. Yeah, well, and his tanks, his namesake tanks are badass too. That's true. So for the listener, well, yes, we are talking about the Abrams tank. So... It was began being developed in, to replace the M60 Patton tank, and the idea is that it was going to be called the MBT-70, or Main Battle Tank 70. It was developed as a joint project between West Germany and the U.S. to develop a cheaper and more maneuverable tank than the M60, but the budget went over, and Germany, West Germany was like, no, we're done. And then the U.S. decided to reduce the cost and changed it to the XM803. But then Congress was like, no, you're still spending too much money. Uh, But they still needed a replacement for the M60. So then they went back to the drawing board, came up with the XM1 tank in 1973. They put it out to Chrysler and General Motors to design a prototype. Chrysler won the design in 1976 and called it the M1 Abrams, after General Crichton Abrams, who we were just talking about, the Army ordered 3,312 of them, and it went in production in 1980. Yeah, 1980. Or entered so service why, in mm-hmm. That's why it's the 80s and 90s, because we kicked off the 80s and 90s with the Abrams tank. Yep. Welcome to the 80s and 90s. <laughs> kind of fitting, though. The 80s was very, like, military rocks again. Fighter jets, Ronald Reagan. Here's a new tank that kicks ass. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it costs six and a half million dollars each. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. Uh, yeah, the price has gone up since the '80s because they keep adding to it. Uh, apparently, roughly around every seven years, what I was reading, they kind of 
do different package improvements and that kind of stuff on an average of every seven years. Uh, the original had a 105 millimeter rifled gun at the at beginning, but then they uh, switched it over to a was it 120 millimeter smoothbore smoothbore yeah which is interesting i'm because my understanding is rifled is generally already always better i know part of it had to do with they did want to make make it somewhat compatible with the german tanks and Mm. the german tanks use the 120 millimeter smoothbore so maybe that had something to do with it but um or maybe just in tank purposes a smoothbore is better than a rifled maybe i don't know what either of them means so I just trust that they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, well, most guns, especially rifles, are going to be uh, rifled. That's it, they put it like uh, they groove in it, and it causes the bullet to spin, uh, which keeps oh, right. it stable. Yeah. Like like a night like a football with a nice uh, exactly like a nice spin on it makes it nice makes it look nice anyway. It does look cool. Yeah, when it's doing that. Wasn't it? What didn't it have? An, like, like two big updates though. It said like multiple the M1, updates. The M1, A1, M1, A2 were like the big ones. Yep. Like every seven years they do something, but those were the big like big changes, right? Yeah, and now they've got like the M1, A2 system enhancement pack with the system enhancement or like C, I think they're calling it something like that. But yeah, so they did. Um, armor updates for the a1 and the a2 because so basically it's the m1 then they had the m1 a1 so the m1 was manufactured from 79 to 85 there were about three thousand, little over three thousand of them built the m1 a1 they started manufacturing in 86 to 92 and there were about six thousand of those and then in 91, you know, around the time of the Gulf War, uh, they took the lessons from that and then came out with the M1A2, which began manufacturing in 95. And the big improvement with the A2 was like a lot of technology upgrades. They had like different uh, armor upgrades because it's got this like... Some kind of composite, right? Yes. Yeah, Where it layers in metal with ceramics and it's got like uranium kind of stuff and it's yeah. all like meshed together in some kind of badass armor. And, and it, 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 instead of like kind of trying to deflect the projectile that's coming at it, it's like actually like breaking it in little bits and absorbing it. it, it am I getting that right? Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of, you know, top secret kind of thing, which yeah. is one of the issues they're having with with uh, the Ukraine thing is they don't want to give them that version of it. They want to give them like the version that they sell to other countries and stuff. The export like. version. Yeah. Because they have an export version that they sell to like Egypt and, and other countries, but it's not the same as what the U.S. uses. Exactly. And, and they don't want to send the U.S. ones in case the Russians get a hold of one. Because we don't want them to know our stuff because, like, they don't need to know our stuff. No. They're bad guys, so we don't want them to know our stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, uh, they added, like, uh, combat identification panels to reduce friendly fire because during the Persian Gulf War, they lost nine tanks. None of them were due to enemy fire. 
they had seven that were destroyed by friendly fire and then two they destroyed to prevent capture because they were damaged from enemy fire um so they destroyed those oh yeah it's like that movie with denzel washington remember Mm -hmm. i forgot the name of that movie do you know the name of that movie i don't remember didn't it also have uh what's her name the blonde girl um meg ryan ryan was in it yeah I do remember and, but movie. he's kind of got he's haunt he's a military he's a tank commander but he's haunted by ghosts because he's one of the involved in one of those friendly fire tank things in the persian gulf war yep but i guess that's a real that's like how we lost the tanks there yeah yeah so it did happen so they did improvements after that that's with that um next package that they upgraded it to uh, with the A2. I guess one thing I read said that they added air conditioning and a cooling unit to the A2 as well. Uh, a little air con, yeah. yeah pimp probably, daddy, pimp, pimp my ride, baby. That's right. Probably makes sense. Like, yeah, it's you probably know, hot there, especially if you're in Iraq. Exactly. We're in there with four dudes because it's a crew of four, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, they're probably hot. But it's a safe place, though. It might be hot, but I, I guess... The cockpit of this tank can you even if there's radioactivity or chemical attack or like complete kind of um end of the world environmental crap outside, you it can't get into the tank. Yep. Yep. It has an air filtration system. It can, you know, yeah, it has all kinds of cool stuff. Night vision, I think night vision was one of the big ones that helped it in the Iraqi war because the Iraqis used a German or a Russian tank that didn't have uh, night vision on most of them, that kind of stuff. So, and yeah. range wise, I guess it was just slightly, had a slightly more range than the Russian tank did as well. Longer reach. So, do you remember, you probably remember the introduction of this tank into war because we were both around during the first Persian Gulf War. Mm hmm. And this was one of the things that was prolific is seeing footage of all of these Abrams tanks the first time they were used really um, in this desert. And they're and they're out there. And, and I remember being surprised about how much they haul ass because these are like 68-ton tanks, right? These are really heavy things, but they're hauling ass across the desert. You know, I, I'm used to like in my mind thinking like tanks kind of going a little slow and going over like hills and kind of being slow. But these tanks were like charging like bats out of hell. Like, yeah, like old cavalry style. Like da -da 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 they were just jamming, dude. That that's one thing I remember being surprised with the the footage back in 1991 was just how fast these tanks are. Yeah, they were they're fat. I think I where's it in my notes? I want to say 42 miles per hour. Yeah, I I read something like 45, which is like like if you're on a, a long that's kind of like if you're on a highway, like it's yeah, it could it could jam on the highway. Yeah, in a in a battle conditions, especially you're on the dirt or whatever, they're super versatile. They can go sand, they they, they can get them muddy and wet, and they pretty much plow right through anything. Um, they have like a laser lock. So one of the advantages that they had as well during the war is like they could lock on to your enemy target and still be moving. So the tank will be moving, but the barrel will stay locked onto that target and fire. So back prior to that, tanks kind of had to stop, you know, lock in and fire. Or if they were moving, then the barrel would move. So it was really hard to accurately hit the thing. So, you know, it made it more dangerous for 
tanks. Uh, so that was a big improvement with the Abrams as well. Yeah, that's some seriously high-tech stuff, man. Yeah, and it's crazy, crazy, too, that they're still making it as well because tech, I mean, that's an old vehicle. And you think in, especially like military terms, with it's always being changed and upgraded. And yeah, they're they're constantly adding new stuff to it, but um, it's still basically the same thing. Yeah, the core of it came out in 1980 and they've been using the Abrams, you know, improving it and stuff, but it's been the same base ever, ever since. Exactly. That's a, that's a long, I mean, I don't want to say that's a long time because it, it makes me feel old, but it, it is kind of a long time. And weren't, weren't they at some point supposed to replace it? The army had some kind of program they were going to replace it with, but then they were like, no, actually we're not going to do that now. So they're like, just keep going with the Abrams. It works. Well, that's exactly it. So they keep looking at replacing it with something because some of the problems that's have it's gotten heavier and heavier over the years. You mentioned like sixty eight tons, uh, depending on what they got with them, they could get up to like seventy, close to eighty. They're getting harder to transport because of the weight, right? So they got to fly them in on the C one thirty, which can't really haul the weight, kind of a thing. And they can't parachute them off like some like other vehicles, right? Because parachutes aren't going to do it. Do it. They're not going to cut it, bro. <laughs> not with an Abrams tank. Uh, few, they get two gallons per mile. What, so, what does that even mean? Yeah, they're fuel hogs. Yeah. The, the, the engine is a multi-fuel gas turbine engine, but the U.S. uses jet fuel, which is also not cheap, right? So if you're getting two gallons per mile of jet fuel... That's uh, and it basically gives them, you know, not a lot of range really in regards to how far they can go before they need to be refueled. And yes, the tank can pretty much go through anything, but it still needs all the support vehicles behind it to yeah. keep it fueled. <laughs> it's kind of like the tough guy, and he's pretty badass, but he he gets tired. He needs his posse around, give him Gatorade or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's the because he can only go so far. I like, give me some Gatorade. I'm tired. Yeah, like I can only be badass for like a few minutes at a time. But it seems like they're still going with it because they scrapped that other plan for whatever they were trying to do. Yep. The Abrams survives still, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere except for the Ukraine once they build them. Because I heard they're building the ones they're sending to Ukraine from scratch. Well, sort of. So they don't really build them from scratch anymore. What they do now is they take the original – because they've got like – you know, they, I think roughly over like 10,000, like 10.7 thousand variants have been built to date. And so they've got still a lot of the M1 versions sitting on, you know, in storage and stuff. And what they do is they actually refurbish them into the A2 versions. Oh, so they're going to take like the 1980 ones and yep. all the parts from the 1980s and... No, no, no. They're not getting the '80s parts. They're basically getting all the new stuff, except for the the ex. Like you mentioned, the export version doesn't get the awesome body armor stuff, but it gets yeah, the composite armor. Yeah, but they've got like a system enhancement package, which is like a technology upgrade, which is you know communication systems. It's got a bunch of other fancy kit inside of it. But so, yeah, so they more or less, refer, that's what I read. So again, it could depend on the sources, could, but I did read a couple different sources. They cl- closed the plant down for a while and then reopened it. And there was like this big 
to do because general dynamics is that right yeah general dynamics that manufactures it they're like it's going to cost you more money to close this plant down and then reopen it later on than if you just kept it open or something like that because you're also going to lose all the people that know how to do the work well the military yeah. closed it down anyway so it was closed down for like three years or something like that before they reopened it to yeah kind of refurbish manufacture new ones kind of thing oh hit us right in the tax wallet thanks a lot guys yeah was well, that the one in ohio or up in michigan uh i didn't catch the location of it from what i was reading i think it's my maybe ohio but there's also one in michigan i think and it's nice it kind of is comforting they shouldn't shut it down because it's comforting that we make we still make stuff in america and we make badass stuff like abrams tanks <laughs> but the problem though is we've got too many of them right you mentioned it the the millions per tank that it costs to make each individual tank, right? And we've got like thousands of these literally just sitting on uh, in storage, not being used for anything because Congress has said, well, you know, my district gets jobs out of this. So let's, you know, fund more of the trillions of dollars the US government spends on the military to build tanks when we've already got them. So it's, you know, handy now because we're like, yeah, let's refurbish them and, you know, send them off. Yeah, to I was going to, yeah, now we, Shoot, man, we have a, something to do with them. I'm surprised we're only sending 31. Yeah, it's not a huge number. We, why don't we send more than 31? If we have thousands of them sitting around, send them over to Ukraine. They know how to use them. Ukraine's, if you give them stuff, they'll use it. They've shown that. They'll kick ass. So send a bunch of them over. Yeah, well, the advantage to the tiger, which Germany is sending them. and The leopard? The, or sorry, did I say tiger? I meant leopard, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the lion, the tiger, the bear. <laughs> I think the tiger is the old German tank. Is it? Yeah. But either way, so the German tank. Yeah, I think the leopard tiger wasn't two. the tiger yeah. the one from World War II. I don't know, man. I just know the leopard two is the one everybody was kind of uh, ticked off that they didn't let it for a while. They were saying, "No, we don't really want to send leopard twos to Ukraine." Right? Yeah. No, you're definitely right. It's the leopard two. I just for some reason I threw a tiger. I don't know in there. why you're talking about tigers because but... I think the old. I think. During World War II, they had one called the Tiger. That's why. Dude, let me look that up. Hold on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah, the Tiger I was a German heavy tank of World War II. See? There we go. You know stuff, bro. That's that's cool. I think <laughs> you know that's stuff. Rad. It gets mixed up in my head. All your, all your big cat tank names get mixed <laughs> up in your head. I get yep. it. Yeah, that's that's it. I I know stuff. It's just a big mixing gibberish yeah. nonsense. It's in there somewhere. I, I feel you. So anyway, so I was comparing the Leopard to the Abrams, and they're very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, the Leopard uses diesel fuel, which is one advantage to Ukraine because it's easier to get diesel, but the Abrams can use diesel even though the American version doesn't. They use the same gun, the 120 millimeter smoothbore. They both have 7.62 millimeter machine guns on them. Their uh, range is pretty similar. Their storage of ammo is pretty similar. Their weight's pretty close. The, the, the Leopard's a bit lighter uh, than the Abrams. So they're not all that different. But like you were saying, like the, the, the Leopard is already there. 
right? Well, and all the facilities to repair and maintain it are there. That's the biggest part, right? Yeah, the, all the parts, because the, the Abrams has a lot of parts to it, and there's a yeah. lot of maintenance. That's one of the downsides of it is it involves a lot of maintenance. Well, I think that's... I think the maybe Germany was like, yo, we can't be the only one who does tanks because like we're sensitive about that kind of thing because of history and all that. So if you can just like send a battalion of Abrams tanks and just just say that and then we'll send them. Then we'll do the leopard thing. How about that? I think that was probably the deal. I'm sure it was. The These Abrams are... tanks might just 31 of them might not be like a huge might not make a huge dent, but it's kind of a political thing like Hey, the U.S. said they're going to send tanks, so we, we can follow them instead of the other way around. Which I think is not really great. In this is my opinion about it, because you know Ger Germany has that history and stuff, and they and they're kind of kind of like have that pacifist thing going on because of like starting two world wars and all that. And I get that, but they've been kind of this. They've been a pretty peaceful and country and a European leader in economics and everything for for many decades so i think if they took a, a leadership role and just said yo we're going to send leopard tanks because security of europe is a big deal and we're going to take leadership on that i think that would be good for them and, but i i don't know that's just my opinion yeah it's valid opinion and it you know, makes sense and other countries use the leopard so a lot of countries do yeah. canada does did you know that no, I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. their tanks are all like most of them. I don't even know if they have Abrams. I, they're all leopards. They don't. I uh, the countries that use the Abrams are Australia, Egypt, Iraq, Kuwait, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, and the U.S. The leopards. Oh, the the Abrams. Yeah, and yeah, but there's a lot of countries that you, there's even three others ones that I don't have use. on my list. Uh, basically, yeah, the leopard too. There's a lot yeah. of probably even more countries that use the leopard too, including Canada. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know Canada did, but I do. I did know a lot of countries use the leopard because it's pretty utilitarian. I th I think that's like the leopard two is probably like a nice standard sedan, and everybody knows how to drive it. Where you get an Abrams, and it's more like, oh, this is a sweet ride, but I need like an instruction and manual and on how to i need start a, it. like some training on how to do this and plus i know if i take this to the shop it's going to be one of those foreign auto body shops downtown i can't just take it anywhere i gotta take it to that guy it's gonna cost me a lot of money you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> but yeah, hey you're, you're right if, if it took us sending 31 tanks over there in order to get germany to commit their tanks then i think it's probably worth it yeah, whether it gets used or not, I mean, it's going to be a while before it gets over there anyways, because they've got to manufacture it for the export version. They've got to train the crews. Uh, they got to put up the you know, support in line for like repairing and all that kind of stuff, like you said. So, Well, I know for a while they were saying that the tanks tanks might be obsolete in warfare, but I'm, like this this whole conflict is proving that they are they're they're still here. Yeah. They're still here because they're doing like straight up World War One style warfare over there right now. So it's like, okay, the Abraham's tank isn't going anywhere. That good old Abraham. Yep. It's <laughs> going to be around for quite a while longer from the look of it. And it's just going to keep getting upgraded. Yeah. Get it together, BBC. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. You can plan <laughs> when we 
pronounce your stuff wrong. I know you got unnecessary use and you call our Abrams take Abrahams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. for. That's right. Like if we, we don't call your challenger tanks challengers, just call them challengers. So did you see like is are they sending any tanks? I I saw something basically saying that they were as yeah, well. Yeah, so you got to give it to Britain as they're the first ones who said, "Yeah," cuz they make their own version called the Challenger tanks. And they were like, "Yeah, we're sending them over cuz we're going stiff up or lift British style. We're sending some tanks. Who's with us?" And everybody's like, "No, not us. We don't want to do that." But then on the uh, the Ukrainian side, it's that's now three different tank variations. Well, four if you count their old Soviet ones they're using now. Yeah, true. And any Soviet ones they capture. So really yeah. four four tank variations that they're working with. They're gonna when this war is done, they're gonna be the most war competent people on the planet. They're gonna be like, <laughs> we know how to use everything. Totally. <laughs> any fighter jet, any tank, we can use it. Like just this is my guy Olaf. He can he can do all that shit for real. <laughs> Go Olaf, get it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all right. Send it over. We'll we'll we we can we'll we'll stuff over. together. We got Olaf here, man. He knows all that shit. For, forget about it. <laughs> all right, audience. Well, that is the Abrams tank from the original M original M1 version to the M1A2 SCP. B3, which I think is the one that they've, they're coming out with now. Sounds like a disease. <laughs> and I just got some M1A2 CSV. APP. Ah, oh, shit. I need, to get, I need to call that girl. Tell her she need to get tested. <laughs> but it, hey, it's badass. Badass like us. Here at the 80s and 90s Uncensored. You can always find us on the web at the80sand90s.com. You can find us on social media at the80sand90s.com. And with that, we will say we are out of here like any military that goes up against the mighty Abrams tank. Eat our gun barrel world. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> so I have a... Uh, I did the poll about Pee Wee versus Ernest. Pee Wee won, didn't he? he? He did, and we thought that he would, but... It's a little closer than you might think. It was uh, 58 to 42. That is pretty close. So I thought Pee-wee would actually get a landslide, um, but he's he's actually, this is actually closer than, than way closer than I thought. So um, I think that's good because Ernest is cool. You go, Ernest, Ernest fans. Yeah, there are a lot of Ernest fans out there. Um, so, and they represented Good on you, Ernest fans. Thank you for uh thank you for participating in our poll. <laughs>